baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. So there was some horse trading going on here this morning. Uh, We invited Adam to join the Adam and Jordana show that bears his name to do Dear Jordana with us. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, I'm only coming in early for you guys if Jordana stays late with me to fill in and help fill in on the Chad Hartman show. And I thought, I will see that bet. (laughs) I will will see that. So you're going to stick around for half an hour? I'm going to stick around. Wow. So I'm doing three and a half hours today, not getting paid overtime. That's okay. That's okay. I've really missed Adam. And um, (laughs) yeah, so we're going to do Dear Jordana. So Mm -hmm. feel free to offer your your questions, uh, 65146192260, you can text us or email me at jordana.green at odyssey.com. By the way, you can always email me. I, I read your emails. Feel free. Um, and uh, and then I'm going to join him in the beginning of the show. So we'll have a little time together today. I really can't wait for that. I will listen in my car you will as be I leaving. drive home. Yes, yeah. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. All right, let's do quick takes. Well, you're dancing to the quick takes I know. I hope today. I remember how to do this. Wow. I hope I remember. If you are a prime... Amazon Prime Video user, get ready to I am. see ads in your TV and movie shows. Prime announced an email to users that beginning January 29th, they'll start putting ads in movies and TV shows on their streaming platform. But hey, if you'd like to see those same TV shows and movies ad-free, you can pay an additional $2.99. That's on top of what you already pay to see the same things. For So basically, you're getting the same product um, but they're upping the price, or you can take the ads if you'd like to. What's your reaction to that story? Screw you, Prime. <laughs> I, this is the whole point of paid subscriptions. We pay you money so we don't have to see the ads. So what is the point? Stop it. You know, we did this with HBO. It was so exclusive and fancy, and you were rich if you had HBO because you could afford paid TV, and you didn't have to watch the ads. You know what, Prime? I'm really mad about this because I do pay for Prime. And no, if you are having trouble with your business model, that's on you. You said we could watch without ads if we pay this amount of money. Like Netflix sort of ups the money sometimes. And I understand that inflation, even though I haven't gotten a raise in seven years, whatever. I understand inflation happens for other people. Um, So you have to... Make us pay. But stop it. Don't – you're reneging on the deal. You're saying we weren't going to have you watch ads and now we are having you watch ads. That's that's the bait and switch. No, Prime, that's the wrong thing. Do you think it would be different if the messaging was different, if they said this instead? We are going to give you a discount of $2.99 from what you already pay if you will allow us to put ads in your shows, ah, it's all which in the would essentially be the same thing, right? It's all you in can the pay more for no. But then ads. you get a choice, right? You get a choice. Well, which is what's happening now. You get a choice. You can no, either- I don't get a choice because I'm still paying the same amount of money, but I have to watch the ads, right? Unless I want to pay more money. Unless you want to pay more, mm-hmm. but all those prices are going up yeah. soon, eventually, anyway. So it's sort of just like jacking up the rates. It's really. just jacking up the rates. But would it be different if that's the email you got and said, "Hey"? 
if you'd like to save two ninety nine this year, click here to yeah. allow ads and save money. Okay, it's better messaging. So yes, yes. you should be a PR guy, David, or a marketing guy. <laughs> or if they had just said, "Look, we're raising your rates yeah. and no ads." I mean, Netflix has been doing that, yeah. but they're saying we're forced to watch ads now. Yeah. Or you say we're raising our rates. If you'd like to opt out of this rate raise, you can allow ads. Right. I get it. They got us by the balls, friends. Yeah. They. I, I mean, we we can't win. But that that puts a bad taste in my mouth. I think they should have said. You know, if you still don't want to see ads, we have to raise your rates. Um, I obviously can't say the same price forever. I get that. But I don't like the way they've done it now. Like, okay, we're, you're all seeing ads. Yeah, and I think people don't have an appetite for it because we all kind of know if you watch something for free, there's going to be ads. If you pay to watch something, there's yeah. not going to be ads. Yes, right. And I think we're all Thank sort you. of comfortable with that agreement and to sort of mix the two together. Mm-hmm. Hey, you're going to pay and you're going to watch ads. Mm-hmm. Uh, people don't have an appetite for that. Like even at the movies, we go to the movies and we pay for the movies. There's still ads. There's yes. still promos. Yeah, you know, there's a, But we get excited about that or yeah. we somehow accept it. But it's also not in the middle of the movie. Correct. The ads that interrupt a show are very – you know, they're annoying. Yeah. And when you can't fast forward through them, we're spoiled. So, no, I don't like this. And you're right. I think, honestly, I probably could have been managed better with better messaging, David. I will admit to that. They could have massaged that a little better and I it would have been more palatable because I'm human and I want to feel better about that. So they did a bad job. Screw you, Prime. A man in northern Minnesota earlier this summer was driving home with his kids in his pickup truck when his uh, wheel wheel bearing failed. And what happens when a wheel bearing fails, it starts to heat up and uh, there were uh, sparks and a small fire that were started because of what happened on his truck. And he did the best he could. Again, he had the kids in the back. He did a repair on the side of the road and made it home. Well, those sparks started a forest fire or a wildfire. And he's now being fined $15,000 due to the response that firefighters and DNR had to do. Uh, Jordana, is that a fair consequence for a man who was not doing anything intentional, just had a failure in his vehicle and is now facing a large fine? No. I'm sorry. No, it's not. I understand life is not fair, but no, he... There was no intent. Intent matters. There was no intent. He did not want this to happen. I mean, my God, his right. It just kind of sparked off of his vehicle and accidentally caused the forest fire. No, absolutely. No, I do not think. I think the state just has to suck it up. And that's what we have emergency funds for or DNR funds for. No, I don't think this guy should have to pay for it. He didn't do anything wrong. What about you? What do you think? I think that's a really tough one because you could. I agree with your argument, but you could also say that he was negligent, that if he would have gotten better um, spark plugs, whatever. Uh, if he would have done better maintenance on his vehicle, this would not have happened. Okay, so what about if there was like a slick spot on the road and his vehicle turned over and burst into flames and caused a forest fire? I mean, that's not him. That's the roads. That's, that's the road, nature. Yeah. See, I, th- I, I don't know. I think it gets very tricky in these cases because oh. – we want to incentivize people to take care of your vehicle so that it doesn't start on fire, so that it doesn't start a forest fire. I so get there's got to be some accountability there. Um, I, I, I that's a know. tricky one. That's a tricky one. Someone says his auto insurance should pay. Oh, uh, I yeah, mean, maybe it will. Maybe yeah, it will. Yeah, yeah, maybe it will. 
Several New York state lawmakers want to require restaurants at rest stops along the state's 500-mile throughway to stay open seven days a week in order to serve drivers on a daily basis, including Chick-fil-A, which is famously closed on Sundays. Mm -hmm. So Chick-fil-A is being asked to stay open seven days a week if they want to stay at these certain rest stops that they want to require to stay open seven days a week. What do you think about that, Jordana? Should they be requiring Chick-fil-A to stay open seven days a week? Here's how I feel about Chick-fil-A, and I still call it hate chicken because at one point the management of <laughs> Chick-fil-A like supported the Pray the Gay Away yeah. um, yes. organizations. I don't even know if they still do or not, but I just what, they didn't have a favorable look towards gay people, so I call it hate chicken. But um, my kids still eat it, by the way. <laughs> I still go to Chick-fil-A. Um, I really respect Chick-fil-A for being closed on Sunday. Mm-hmm. They are – run by, I guess, religious people or owned by religious Mm -hmm. people. And Sunday is the Lord's Day and they are closed and they give their employees off to have a day of rest. And I totally respect that. And I think private companies should be allowed to be open or closed whenever they want. You know, liquor companies or, you know, um, um, car dealerships, whatever. If you own a company, you are allowed to have it closed and, and you're fine. Um, this is interesting though, because this is about rest stops and we have all been on that long road trip or maybe somebody's driving in the middle of the night where you need to stop and maybe get a cup of coffee or get some food and there could be miles and miles in between. And if this is the only option and this is at a rest stop, it's not private industry or in the mall or a freestanding building, you know, rest stops kind of have a responsibility to take care of the drivers on the road to be an oasis for them. So... I am, because of circumstance, and maybe this is will may be the exception to the rule, while I believe that people have a right to be open or closed whenever, if you are located in a rest stop, I think you have to serve the community. Mm-hmm. And I do think you would have to be open on Sunday to be able to serve the people that are driving past. Yeah. So, yes. And that's fine. So then Chick-fil-A, you don't have to be in the rest stop. Go build your, your restaurant somewhere else. But if you want to be included in the rest stop, I yeah. think you've got to play by the rest stop's rules. Yeah, I agree. And I also applaud Chick-fil-A for yes. doing whatever they want to do and yes. being closed on Sundays. But they know that there are implications to that. Like mm-hmm. they lose revenue. Chick-fil-A yes. could make more money yes. if they're open Sundays. They've chosen to make less money Correct. and be closed on Sundays. Good for you. Correct. Uh, mm-hmm. But now another penalty of being closed Sundays or or a consequence mm-hmm. is that you're not going to be able to be at certain rest stop areas mm-hmm. that need to be open uh, every day. That being said, the story starts with several lawmakers in New York State are pushing for this, which to me, uh, I don't know. This seems like something that lawmakers want to do for ulterior motives. Oh, really? Because they know it'll get headlines and they know oh. people get in a tizzy about Chick-fil-A and Sunday and conservative Christians will respond in a certain way. So I wonder what's behind this, what's behind uh, this whole story politically. Um, but so it's yeah. not really the good of the traveler. There's something um, more nefarious behind yeah, it. Yeah, I, I would suspect that anyway. Yeah. But I will say if I'm at a rest stop, I want something to be open yes. when I go there. You know, and, you need food. You should have an expectation. If you stop at a rest stop and it's between... 6 a.m. and 10 p.m. or whatever the hours are, mm-hmm. like things should be open. You should have options. You should be able to get food. That's why you stop there. Yeah, I get that. All right, New Year's Eve coming up this weekend. Uh, here's my question for you about New Year's Eve, Jordana. 
Uh, if I wanted to make a cocktail, a special holiday New Year's Eve cocktail for my house party this Ooh. weekend, what would be your suggestion for me? Oh, my goodness. You've got a nice uh, cocktail bar in your house. Your husband loves to make mixed drinks for guests. Yes. Well, I would start with a special vodka. Okay. Um, that my husband makes. I won't say it on the air because I think that might be like pale or <laughs> it might be illegal. Uh, I would start with a special vodka. But I would also try to make it like a, a special color or kind of sparkly. Like I know the, the color of New Year's is like glitter and glam. Yeah. So maybe I would find some of that like edible glitter or something sure. that's really sparkly yeah. to put in it. But I would uh, try to keep it some – I would try to keep it a little bit sweet. Uh, nothing too tropical because it's more of a winter drink so it would definitely be a vodka based drink oh i would probably do a cranberry something mm. with a little cranberry something with a little lime and maybe some seven up that's what i would do okay. I, I just made up like a drink a little crans- cranberry spritz of yeah some but kind. like a yeah. spritz something okay. definitely with bubbles maybe a splash of champagne oh maybe i would do a splash of champagne okay okay in there yeah why what would you why, why do, are, are you looking for something to make well, yeah, mark's I, a better person to ask than me okay, you know well, that we should call mark and ask know, him the same question but um. Yeah, we will probably have friends over at some point in yeah. the evening, and we will probably make cocktails. And that one sounds really good. It's fun I, to have I, a I signature cocktail. That. Yeah, yeah. It's fun to do like some garnish on those. Like, do I think we have whole cranberries too left over from the holidays? See, that's Drop it. A so, couple of cranberries right. in there. You know, nice it'd be photo op. It, that's why it's fun to uh, kind of combine something. From the holiday, like when we had people over for Hanukkah, when you came over to eat latkes, mm-hmm. we made a drink that was blue. Yes. Uh, it was like blue Caraco because like on Hanukkah, you know, the colors are blue and white. And we – That was just that was just like blue Gatorade and bottom shelf tequila, right? It, definitely not bottom <laughs> shelf tequila. It was high-end vodka oh, as I okay. mentioned. Um, but, you know, it's funny because the kids were like, oh, put, put blue Gatorade because, you know, they're kids. They don't know how yeah. to make drinks. We did find some like a fancy blue lemonade ah, okay. that we could make a, a good tasting a drink with it, but it's fun to have a signature drink. It is. It, especially, you know, it could be like, you know, the, the Josephson New Year's yeah. or the 2024 special. Yes, yes, indeed. That is super fun. All right, make sure I can get invited to the party, remember? Cause Mark oh, that's right. Okay, you need an invite. Okay, let me figure out what I'm doing first. Uh, people are chiming in on the Chick fil A oh. subject. So, and, and the drink. Uh, your, your texts are interesting. I will, we'll go back to them and hear your reaction to some of those quick takes next. All right, Chick-fil-A has hit a nerve, as it usually does, of course. David said, he shared a story with us in the news in Quick Takes that, you know, Chick-fil-A is, might not be able to be in rest stops because they're not open on Sunday. And many of you are saying, uh, you know, guys, it only applies to new restaurants when they open. Okay, that's fine. New restaurants when they open. It's not like they're kicking Chick-fil-A out. That's fine. You know, we're just talking about the premise. Not, yeah, the concept. We don't, we don't want to get in the weeds. Um uh, so, so your texts are, they're coming in fast and furious. So I wanted you to jump in on the conversation. Uh, guys, come on. A rest stop should have known better when it comes to Chick-fil-A. You can't lure them in knowing how a Chick-fil-A operates. Really? You can't lure them? Like, rest stop should have known better? Like, you're saying you're luring the drivers in because they want Chick-fil-A and then they don't get it? Uh, or who are the, the people's building the rest stop should have known ahead oh. of time that Chick-fil-A is not open seven days a okay. week. So maybe we should... You know, try to get other restaurants yeah. to be there. Yeah. Which, They're, yeah, I don't know. Maybe fair. I don't know. Yeah. Um, you can't lure them in, oh, knowing how they operate and then act dumb and force them into something that was agreed upon from the get-go. Sorry, that, that text continues. Sorry, you got cut off there. Um, hey, Jor, there are plenty of restaurants. No one's going to starve. They're changing rules because, like you, they hate Chick-fil-A. 
there's something nefarious. Yeah, like there. I mean, may, I, I don't. I don't hate Chick Fil A. I don't hate anybody. I just call it that because, you know, they had a hateful stance towards <laughs> gay people. That's that's why I don't hate them. My kids eat it. it it's fine. Um, let's see, guys. They knew Chick Fil A closes on Sunday when they gave them permission to open the restaurant at the rest stops. Hmm. Let's see. Uh, my husband makes raspberry hooch. Oh, this is about the drinks. Oh, yeah. Uh, add gold glitter and it'll be perfect. Gold Schlager is a drink that comes with gold in it. Th- th- these are helpful tips, by the way, everyone, for I New agree. Year's Eve. Some gold Schlager. All right. Gold Schlager. Uh, let's see. Uh, Chick-fil-A stays open on Sunday but donates all the proceeds to a charity. Oh, well, there you go. There's a compromise. But I still don't think Chick-fil-A would go for it. Because Chick-fil-A stays closed so their people can go yeah. to church and, and observe the, the holy day. And That's it's, why. It's so much part of their brand that I think they would face a lot of backlash right. if they right. if they change that. Right. I, I don't – yeah. I don't know. Uh, guys, who the heck is the government to say who they can tell private businesses to be open or closed? It's what we live in America for. Yes, I, I get that. But again, if you are running a rest stop to – provide a, a service like if you know the, gov- the the highways are run by the state and maintained by the state and mm-hmm. the state is providing rest stops i can see where they would have a vested interest to provide a service to the people driving on their highways also let's recognize there's a difference here in this story between like the the department of transportation people that are doing these rest stops and who's actually putting up a fuss right now is lawmakers, lawmakers. in the state of new mm-hmm. york mm-hmm. um so there's yeah there's a distinction there and listen to this one david chick-fil-a is in the Atlanta Falcon Stadium, and they're open during Sunday games. That's interesting. Now, I wonder, though, if the stadium has people that it employs to run these stands. You think that's how it works? Is that how catering works? Yes, I'm sure that's how it works, that the the chicken is available with the employees are not there. But I, I, I don't know. That That is a good point, that that's one place you can get Chick-fil-A chicken on a Sunday. That is interesting because – and David and I were talking about this during the break. Like if you have a kosher restaurant, uh, which is in the Jewish faith, we observe the laws of kashrut. Kosher restaurants are often closed Friday night through Saturday night. You know, They close Friday afternoon before the sun sets on Friday, which is when our Sabbath begins, and they reopen Sunday morning. And yes, they – I know it's crazy to have a restaurant that's closed Friday night and all day Saturday, but that's how many kosher restaurants operate. And there is a kosher stand in Target Field and it's oh and in Shea Stadium also well it's not Shea Stadium it's City Field now where the Mets play and it's not open on Sundays for a kosher to get a kosher dog. Interesting. It's not open at okay. least at least at Shea Stadium. Well, sorry, City Field. Last that last time I was there, which has been a long time ago, it was not open on Sundays, mm. so you couldn't get a kosher dog. So you know, if I was running Target Field, yeah, to me that's an easy decision. If you want to be a concessionaire here at Target Field, you need to be open every day of the week. For every game we do, I get that. Like that's part of the deal. And I get if you it. Don't if you if you want a Chick Fil A stand here, yeah. you got to sell chicken every day of the week. If you don't, you can yeah. open it elsewhere. Mm. Uh, don't renew the Chick Fil A contract. Easy. Okay, sure. More business for other restaurants. Yep, more business for other restaurants. Absolutely. Uh, Bill Benson in Wilmer. We love your emails, Bill, or your text, Bill. Chick Fil A probably went into the agreement knowing they would they would be able to be closed on Sunday. It's not fair to ask them to change. I get that. Totally, I get that. Uh, let's see. Of course, you can get the chicken on Sunday at a stadium. Football is a religion. <laughs> Different religion. That's right, friends. My goodness. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, thank you for jumping in on the conversation. Chick-fil-A, th- this is the kind of things I wanted to talk about because the world is so heavy. We needed to talk about Chick-fil-A and best movies that you watched this year. And also, maybe some of the worst predictions. I'm going to throw our dear friend... 
uh, under the bus, Pete and Jerrion. He has been predicting a recession for months and months and months and months. And so far, it hasn't happened. What were some of the worst predictions of 2023? Maybe that you are grateful it didn't come true. I made one. I made one. And it didn't come true, thank God. And um, I'm glad it didn't. I will share that with you next. Worst predictions. 2023, of course, every year, friends, we are humans. And most of us are optimistic. That means you have a, a sliver of hope left. And I hope you are, because when hope is gone, then we're really in trouble. But when 2022 passed, we thought, oh, 2023's got to be better. And now that 2023 passed, it was pretty crappy. And we thought, we're now we're thinking 2024 has got to be better. That's not to say that beautiful things didn't happen. Babies were born. People got married. People graduated, got new jobs. Lots of positive things did happen. But worldwide, you know, Ukraine is still in a war. Uh, you know, Uyghur Muslims are still being murdered in, in China. We are still obviously the war in Gaza rages on. There's a lot of really crappy things that are happening around the world. But it may not have been as bad as we predicted. I saw a piece about the worst predictions in 2023, most of which did not come true. Remember when every... Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. So, so what was yours that did not come true? And before I get to the list, I predicted, and this is an awful prediction, David, and I, I'm just being totally vulnerable and honest with you guys, that I think once you get sick, I think it, it changes you. It alters you forever. It damages you a little bit. And that is some of the collateral damage. And I thought, you know, the Jewish New Year started in September with Rosh Hashanah. And I really had a vision that I was going to get sick again. Mm. And I mean like sick, sick, like cancer sick. And it is the end of 2023 and I am still in remission. Mm. So – and maybe that is – and I don't know, other cancer survivors, maybe – is that a real fear for you that like it's like waiting around the corner. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. I – unfortunately, I feel like that is some of the collateral damage, the the – mental health issues, that being so sick and almost dying, you can never live without that fear again. And I I don't mean to depress all of you, but I did. I predicted that I was going to get sick again. I even shared it with my husband. And while the Jewish year is not over, it has just begun, 2023 is over. And I am glad for this milestone of not being, um, of not recurring with cancer. So just being totally honest with you, that's how I felt. Uh, and unfortunately, sometimes how I live, I, we battle that. Many, many survivors battle that every day. Many survivors of trauma, you know, battle those things back every day. Uh, I hope for you and for myself, we all remain in remission. We all remain healthy. And I, for one, am glad to be to have been so far proven wrong with that prediction, which can feel real at the time you are feeling it. Um, but I am so grateful every day that. It has not happened. Uh, Pete Najarian predicted a recession, 
And every time we talked to him, he said, yeah, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. And you know what, friends? It, it didn't come. It didn't. Bloomberg economists even projected uh, this recession. You know, Pete definitely was not alone. So many people projected this recession. You know, they said, yeah, 100%, there's going to be a recession. Well, the Federal Reserve hiked interest rates at least seven times in 2022 in its fight against 6.5% inflation levels. Borrowing costs were skyrocketing. My God, I was listening to Tom Hauser's interview this morning as I was coming in, and we're talking about interest rates. He was talking about interest rates on credit cards being at like 29%, 23%. It was absolutely criminal what these – Interest rates are even buying a house. It's still sky high. It's absolutely ridiculous. But borrowing costs, you know, did skyrocket since before the 2008 financial crisis. But the doom never came. The U.S. economy grew at an average pace of 3.2 percent in the first three quarters of 2023, with another 1.3 percent projected for this quarter, which, as you know, we still have a few days left. Inflation declined to 3.1% over the year in November, and strong job numbers have made experts, including Janet Yellen, optimistic that we are not going to have a recession and inflation will cool and we will have what's called a soft landing. And I feel like this is something that the economy, it depends on where you get your news, you feel like is the state of the economy. Because people will call into this show and say, oh, look at the economy now. And I look at it and I'm like, it's really not so bad. And if you really look at it, for example, the U.S. economy grew at 3.2% for the first three quarters. It's expected to grow another one3 like I just said. Okay, we have strong jobs numbers and inflation is going to cool. It's not as bad as some people are saying it is. And Yes, that's political. Yes, that's spin zone. Yes, we use that as a weapon. But if you really look, you know, I could afford to buy the kids gifts. I am not saddled with medical debt, um, you know, for, for holiday gifts is what I'm talking about. Like I, I, I hope that you are having uh, a, a similar experience. I don't feel as handicapped as I did like back in, you know, 2006 at the, at the beginning of the big, the, the big recession, you know, when – Everybody was losing their home and there was no expendable income and I lost my job. I feel like we are in a better place now certainly than we were back then. So big recession, didn't happen. We're okay. Uh, David, you have small kids. You're in the money spending zone. Do you feel okay? I know your wife has a better job than she had had in in past years. She got to go back to school. Uh, Are you saddled with medical debt from nursing school? Um, no, we're not. That's good. I think, uh, boy, economics are so difficult because I think the stories that we hear in the news, um, often don't reflect what's happening Mm -hmm. at home. Right. Like we, like I think about the housing market right now. Mm -hmm. And as I look around at the friends I have and the people trying to start lives and start families, Mm -hmm. Housing is just really that, tough. With I agree with you. Interest yes. rates going mm-hmm. up and the cost of houses. Mm-hmm. And we, through no like skill of our own, we were buying a house 12 years ago when the market mm-hmm. was really friendly towards uh, towards buyers. And mm-hmm. because of that, 
uh, is really helped Lucky. our family, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, again, that's no plan. That's not being um, wise. It's just being lucky that at the time we were looking for houses, we were in a right. really good situation. So mm-hmm. then I look at it and I go, okay, well, yeah, like groceries for my kids are a lot higher. I guess that's like the one thing I feel is that our grocery bill used to be, you know, 100 or 150 bucks a month and it's, you know, double or triple it's that. It's more now. Right? Mm-hmm. So that's the one thing that I still feel like is noticeably all the time higher. And it was gas for a while and mm-hmm. that's come back down. That's come back down. Um, yeah, gas is my barometer too. Yeah. That's come but, back down. But other stuff in life, um, yeah, I, I don't know that's that noticeable. Okay. Somebody texter here says, guys, I predicted Brad Lane would fire Chad Hartman. It hasn't happened yet. <laughs> no, it hasn't <laughs> happened yet. <laughs> Was that Adam Carter? <laughs> of course not, and it won't. Probably- and we, we hope Chad has a quick recovery. He has COVID, so hopefully uh, he's, he is doing okay. Uh, by the way, some of you, I think I maybe hit a nerve. Uh, those of us that are survivors of a terrible disease, we live with that fear. Hey, Joe, I'm a two-time breast cancer survivor. I always think the ball will drop again. I get it. I, I, I get it. I, I'm with you on that. Uh, someone says, Jor, those numbers are BS. I don't know if they are. I mean, the, the numbers from the, the government, are they BS? I, I, again, inflation is coming down. The gas numbers, we see those every day. Those are real numbers. That, that is also my barometer. Yeah, maybe groceries are a little more expensive. I think for me, at least maybe what I buy, it's evened out a little. I'm not sure. I, I Again, predictions that didn't come true. Oh, here's another one, that we will all be living in the metaverse. Um, David, have you ever been to the metaverse? I, like, I know we've talked about this, and I don't even really know what it is. I, I don't know what it is either. Do I have to put on goggles and, like, be in someone's Facebook feed? Is that – I don't I, even know what the metaverse yeah, is. Yeah, I'm not really sure. Okay, so it's, we – It's like a buzzword that sort of came and went. It didn't happen, okay? It didn't quite materialize. Maybe investors were investing in the metaverse. The fact that I still can't articulate what the heck the metaverse is, I I feel good about. I don't know what it is. I don't want to be there. I'd rather just be here on terra firma with you, okay, friends, or maybe even on social media with you. Uh, Twitter was supposed to go totally bust. And while it didn't – it still exists. So I guess the fact that totally bust, that did not happen. I think that – and this is just you know my opinion of this prediction. There was a widespread prediction that in 2023, you know, Twitter would completely blow up and maybe cease to exist. I think Elon ruined it. I think my feed is not as reliable as it used to be. I don't – it's not my go-to for breaking news anymore, which it used to be when I could – when I could solidly follow some verified accounts that I knew were legit. Now everybody's verified, so you don't know who's, you know, and, and the loudest person in the room often gets the most space, not the one with the truth. Um, but no, Twitter still exists, and it hasn't gone the way of the dodo. So it still exists. So that was a prediction that absolutely did not come through. Um, the commercial real estate crash, we talked about this. This was a prediction that it would totally crash. It hasn't yet. There are still empty buildings and downtown still needs to be reimagined. Uptown still needs to be reimagined, but we haven't necessarily seen the huge crash. Employees are slowly going back to work. And that's something I'm looking forward to in the new year. At least twice, if not three times a week, I'm going to come back into work and I'm going to look forward to that. So the commercial real estate, 
maybe it's struggling, but it hasn't totally crashed yet. So if you are the owner of something in commercial real estate, you might want to hold on to that. Any of your predictions come true, not come true? Hmm. Uh, someone says, guys, grocery bill of 150 a month for a family of four. What century was that? No, it's never been 150 a month. It's like 150 a week if you're lucky. Yeah. Well, no. Uh, yeah. No, that was like mm-hmm. 10 years ago yeah, for two. a family of two. Yeah. It was right. 150 a month. Right, and right. now we've grown and it's gone up and it's way higher. Than yeah. That. Like I go to Costco and I could drop two to $300 and that's like a, a normal thing. I don't go to Costco every week, you know, but that's – and again, grateful to be – that's the thing. I can at least cover that. I can still pay off the credit card bill. Still, for now, I'm going to have two in college next year. God knows what that's going to do to me. But I get it. I get it. Jordana, with the money you make, everything is good. Trust me, friends, I don't make that much money. I really, really don't. But I'll also tell you this. Uh, Mark and I were trying to go see my daughter's going to be studying in Madrid next semester, and I don't think we're going to do it. I know David's encouraging me too because travel is a value for him. But you know what? We don't have that expendable income. So it's not about making. It's also about spending. If you don't – like I know I don't have that money, so I'm not going to say screw it. I'm going to go. I'm probably not going to go because like I said, I got two in college. So not that I make all the right decisions. I absolutely don't. It, there are many, many hard times. But I think um, – I don't know. I don't know. I, I know it's been hard for a lot of people. I totally get it. And if I lost my job, things would be much, much, much different. So I'm glad some of these predictions did not come true. Uh, in the next hour, Dear Jordana, I see some of your Dear Jordanas coming in, so definitely share uh, your questions with us. We're going to have a little fun. Adam Carter is going to be in the studio, so maybe we'll make it Dear Adam and Jordana. Who knows? And we'll also hear from one of my favorite guests, Lisa Clements, former uh, Minneapolis police officer. She is the creator of A Mother's Love. She is boots on the ground trying to stop the violence. She is doing the work that we all say needs to be done. But we're going to wrap up this hour in just a moment. Very quiet downtown here today very quiet have you been experiencing that david or have been people working in this no man's land that is the two weeks between christmas and new year's yeah you know what's interesting it was actually and adam and i both noticed this it was much busier tuesday the day after christmas and the last couple of days has been quieter so i don't know if people felt like they needed to get in and show their face one day this week and that was going to be tuesday and then they take the rest of the week off or something but um, it was very surprising to me that that was the busiest day of the week so far anyway. What was uh, – let me ask you this. It's personal. What was your favorite thing you got? And it, it doesn't have to mm. be a material thing. It could have been a moment, you know, favorite thing over this Christmas holiday that you guys did. Or it could be a present, best present. Oh, well, those are two different questions. Okay. So then answer two different okay. questions then. Um the favorite thing I got mm-hmm. is my uh, – I actually asked my father-in-law before he came up. I, we were down at their house and I noticed at his house over Thanksgiving, all of their knives were super sharp. And mine are not. I, like, I, I don't know. I have a knife set from 12 years ago when I got married. You got married. Right. And mm-hmm. I haven't ever sharpened those knives except for the little like whisk-whisk on the rod or whatever it is. And – I said, your knives, so I texted and I said, your knives are so sharp. Can you like teach me and my brother-in-law how to mm-hmm. sharpen knives? And he goes, yes, of course. So he brought up a um, a sharpening stone and taught us how on his sharpening stone how to sharpen kitchen knives. That is so cool. And it was, it's like a skill that I wanted mm-hmm. to have and now I have and I was very thankful. 
And this was just a few days before Christmas. And then on Christmas Day, he gave me and my brother-in-law sharpening stones. So the exact tool that he had showed us how to sharpen knives. So now we both have not only that skill, but also that tool. It's not something I knew I wanted or even really thought about. I just like, oh, your knives are sharper. I wish mine were. And now, uh, now I possess that. And I value that. And it's not just a thing. It's like this knowledge passed down from a generation. So uh, I was really happy to get that. I feel like you answered both questions, the experience and the gift. Yeah, because I guess that was both. That, okay, um, it's so interesting that you mentioned that because Mark and I looked at each other. I've been doing some more cooking that I've been home, and our knives are not sharp. Again, we bought them at Costco 10 years yep, ago. Yep. And um, of course, we don't have the same survival skills that you do or <laughs> knowledge. We would, you know, if we were on the show alone, which you should also watch, you know, I'd be dead in an afternoon. <laughs> but uh, we bought new knives. And it is so important to have sharp knives when you're yes. cooking. It makes such a difference. Oh, yes, totally. I totally agree with you. Yes, uh, thank you for mentioning that. That is a great gift that you don't know you need. Mm-hmm. So if you're at somebody's house and they don't have sharp knives or nice coasters, like things like that yeah. that people don't think about, but I it, totally agree. But it's also got to be somebody who wants to uh, learn a new skill because you – I mean how many people are really going to – Sit down for half an hour or an hour. I mean, is it a real skill or are you just sort of rubbing it against the stone? Uh, No, it's a real skill. You can get sort of like trinkets that do it for you, but this process with an actual stone, you have to find the right angle and do a certain grit and then a different grit. And it's, it's it's a skill to be honed. Yeah. Can you come to my house and teach Mark? Sure. I'd love to. You know how I said teach Mark, not me. Can he make me a cocktail? While it, well, absolutely. Maybe afterwards if there's knives involved. There's, absolutely. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I love that I asked you that. Okay. We have to go. Uh, when we get back, we will hear from uh, Lisa Clemens, and Adam will join us at the bottom of the hour. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 